made it to another episode of the Pipe Dream Podcast. This is a show that reveals the real and raw of tradesmen's stories. We get the truth from those who support the people who do the work. We also take a deep dive with resilience experts and those who do the heavy lifting, supporting the labor force. Listen for today's tale from the trench. Hello, my brothers. This is Nick Gemmel, the Awakened Tradesman. And the topic of today's episode is, It's All BS, a discussion with Dr. Jason Richardson. Sit back and relax and listen to today's tale from the trench. There you are. Hey, Jason. Hey, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. And especially, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to make it this morning after looking at your, your stories this morning. That was... After my surgery? After my surgery yesterday? Yeah. Well, I'm here. Yeah. Club and all. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're a trooper. You're a trooper. So uh, just a little background on you. Psychologist, business degree, BMX racer, and anything else you would like to add to the list? Um, yeah, so yeah, I'll say, so psychologist, yeah, business degree, sure. BMX racer, yes. Mountain bike rider. Yeah. 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 Mountain bike rider. I say mountain bike rider because I ride more mountain bike than BMX, but I'm, you know, once you, you know, I raced BMX for 15 years pro. So I raced my whole life, but as a pro for 15 years. So you're always kind of a racer. So that's a, that's a, that's an important distinction. <laughs> Absolutely. And I ran into you now because we're in this inner circle with Dr. Ed Osborne, which is, is, yeah, quite the community that he's got mm-hmm. put together there. And it's quite the eclectic group now. Um, yeah. And I, <laughs> you know, yeah, everything from entrepreneurs now where it was just Kairos and now it's guys like myself and there's some other people in the mix now that are joining, right? Yeah. There's, there's some entrepreneurs of a lot of, from a lot of different um, areas. So uh, clearly it started with Kairos and then I'm, it's funny. Most people think I'm a Cairo. <laughs> they don't realize I'm a psychologist, but then uh, there's, there's some MDs that have come through and, and now it's, uh, you know, the, the value is so big that are so great that it's a lot of the stuff that we, we teach in there is, is applicable to, you know, online business of any, of any um, domain. Yeah. And it's, and I kind of want to get into how it's relevant to to what I you know what I talk about and what I preach, and, and it all started with Doctor Ed and his movement with the Men of Iron, and, mm-hmm. uh, and now he's he's uh, ventured or moved out of that area, and now it's Doctor Doyle. Um, but that's how I ran into all of you guys, and it's okay. the, movement, the movement's been absolutely amazing, and and then just how it's relevant with ha- having you on the show, right? Like. Um, like just your racing career alone and just the mentality that that took and Mm -hmm. then just, and now adding that to the psychology and, and leading other, other uh, entrepreneurs, other athletes, uh, Olympic athletes, and just a whole mixed bag and leading them into how, how to lead better lives. Yeah. It's actually not that mixed. I mean, it's like athlete, entrepreneur, Executive. Um, it sounds like it's mixed, but it's not because those you generally, if you're an entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the earning scale, I mean, you're, you're looking for something more, you're possibly looking to do something different. You, um, 
you know, definitely willing or at least thinking about taking a chance, you know, as, as an athlete, <laughs> you know, you're, you're looking for more, you're probably looking for something different or an edge, definitely willing to take a chance. Executives, same deal. So once you start moving up, um, up the chain, if you will, or along the chain, if you will, down the trench, <laughs> yeah. once you start moving down the trench, um, you realize it's, it's, you know, some of that's, you know, aside from the skill set, right, bikes or business, aside from the specific skill sets, some of the fundamentals of success are, are ultimately the same. Where I come in is, is helping bring out the best of that person uh, to the table. Because I think a lot of times when people go into a thing, whatever that thing is, they, they think they need to do it like someone else or be someone else to do that thing. Um, and, and again, fundamentals are there, right? Like, like even in the trades, there's like, you know, whether, you know, like I I know a little bit about welding just because I ride a bike. So I learned a little bit about TIG welding and, you know, I have some, some other friends in that area. And I know, you know, my dad was a contractor and he was actually telling me that building high rises are easier than, because once you get past a certain floor, it's all the same. But my point is, um, you know, it's all about adding your secret sauce to those fundamentals, right? Like you can, like in golf, I mean, you, you can replicate tiger swing. Uh, you may even be good at it, but I bet you're not going to, you're never, you're still never going to have his swing or put it this way. If you replicate his swing, you still won't hit the ball as well as he does. Now, if you take the fundamentals from his swing, provided maybe your biophysiology is somewhat similar and then apply your secret sauce to it, now you have a better swing. Big difference. Yeah, yeah, and and we'll tie that into a little bit later, but I'd like to, um, yeah, you had, uh, if you could talk a little bit about your book, it, it's relevant to what you were just talking about. Totally, totally. Yeah. So the book, it's called It's All BS, We're All Wrong, You're All Right. <laughs> um, and that's a, uh, clearly it's a play on words, but B, the BS stands for belief systems. And, um, and the we're all wrong, you're all right is, you know, I think a lot of people run around thinking they're not all right. Um, the truth is most of you are just doesn't feel that way. Right. Um, and even, and then part of that is just kind of playing, you know, as a, as an expert, as a psychologist, business person. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of help, but I don't know that I always have a lot of answers if that makes sense. Right. So that's kind of the, the, the genesis of the title. But I really want people, you know, when I wrote the book, it was like, okay, can, can anyone pick this up and read it and understand it? That was one thing. Um, can you pick it up and read it out of order and it'll still kind of make sense? Yes. <laughs> I had a lot of stories in there, um, personal accounts. There's a story about my, um, about my dad in there, um, a couple stories about my racing career, just kind of um, I had uh, – uh, Olympic silver medalist kind of add a little bit to it um, and kind of relay that to one of the, one of the topics I discussed and concepts, but really just examining a belief system, how they get there, uh, the importance of our words that we use, the importance of our actions uh, that we do and how that further ingrains a certain belief or value we have. Um, and also I trace, I help people understand how that's directly correlated to the results they're getting in life. Um, you know, case in point, you know, there's probably a lot of successful people at work, right. In their trade because they are a badass welder, right. I'm a badass pipe fitter. I'm a, you know, whatever. 
but but those are beliefs, right? I am a badass welder. Yeah. Right? So it's so true. so everything everything that follows that is going to fit that belief. Because otherwise, because if, if if you were, if you had a belief that I'm a badass welder, and you screwed the pooch on a job, well, basically it won't happen. Like it just can't happen, right? Because there's too much of a disconnect between you getting that job wrong and being a badass welder. I'm talking belief, not just like you know ego. Like like yep. you really believe you're the best welder. Like you're gonna make sure you do every you know everything's gonna be on point. Especially if you're like a super or something like that. You're yep you're dialed in. But then the funny thing is it's like, then that welder <laughs> or athlete or executive goes home and it's like, I'm just the schleppy dad. No one appreciates me. Right. Belief, belief. Right. And so what happens is, and by the way, I'm not saying it's not true. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it's not true, but if that's your belief, right. Everything that follows from how you feel to what you do to the result you get, is going to match up with that belief. It's 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 almost it's almost like an equation. I mean, beliefs, feelings, actions, results. Beliefs, feelings, actions, results. Like that's that's the equation, and um, and the the actions generally line up with the belief, regardless of what that belief is. So, um, and by the way, you might have healthy beliefs but they might not be working for you the way you want them to so now it's like all right jay <laughs> what should i be, be be believing or what belief what what kind of belief do i want there right where am i how come it's not working for me because well probably because there's probably something else there that's getting in the way right there's probably another stronger belief that's not that's getting in the way of this other one um so so that's how it works and we get in, I, you know, I get into all that in the book as best I can. It's, it's, uh, um, the hardest part was taking some of that neuroscience and brain stuff and making it relatable and not sounding like a, like a, like a, like a psychologist that wears coats, sport coats with, with, uh, <laughs> with patches on the shoulders and whatnot or the elbows. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's, uh, a lot of us and I, I included, um, and I know lots of people have reached out to me with that when I start talking that way, like I would come home and I would just feel, I would just feel different. Like mm -hmm. I'm not this person that I had to be for two weeks or a month mm -hmm. or three months, right? While I'm gone. And now that I'm home, I'm just a dad. Like that's how mm -hmm. I felt. Like I'm just a, whereas before there's a bunch of uh, excitement and responsibility and all this other <laughs> everything else like it's a dangerous job right so you yeah. have that that in your there's head. adrenaline there Adre yeah and you there's come a charge home, you come home and now i'm worried about when the next phone call is going to come so that i can go do it again mm -hmm. because that's when i felt the most on fire but i couldn't replicate that at home right, right. And, and now it wasn't until yeah realizing my beliefs and and my values now and okay i can recreate that because what values I have at work that make me feel on fire, I can make it at home. So it's Correct. totally relevant. And that's why after, yeah, reading the, um, into the book a bit there and, and yeah, seeing what you were discussing, it's, it's all relevant to what we teach in the men of iron and, and this mm -hmm. movement. So it, yeah, it's super cool. It's just in a different way. And that's what, right. we, that's what we love to preach. Okay. Somebody, nice. somebody else might explain it differently, but then you'll get it. Right. So that's why we love having uh, guys like yourself on the show, and it's super, 
yeah, it's, it's inspiring, right? Cool. Come from that mindset because how many athletes have you had uh, that excelled like a mofo at at their given discipline and did not translate to the home life? Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty. Uh, you know, most of, I, so I think that's like, you ever see the movie Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah. Okay. So what I love about that movie is not the love story. It's cool. Blah, blah, blah. I, I actually resonate with me because my mom's Pakistani. So I'm, I'm actually Indian, like mm-hmm. from a heritage standpoint. But um, what I love about that movie, other than the two brothers, because I have a brother, um, is that everything that kid went through in his life had value, right? And it was like, and it served its purpose. And then boom, he had that moment, right? And like, and it was like every answer on the show was like, oh, wait, I know Smith and Wesson because I had a gun pulled on me. Oh, wait, I know this because that happened. You know, like all these crazy experiences that were like, you know, but it served that, like, he, right? He, it, it was, I don't want to say destiny, but he, everything he had been through, which was a pretty crap life, honestly, yeah. right? Served its purpose, right? Served a good purpose. And I, but I think we're all of that. All of us are a bit like that in some degree, but we're not awake to it, right? And so, and what you saw was the stark difference between his brother, his mm-hmm. older brother, who, who was a bit jaded and had a chip on shoulder and the younger one, right? The younger one, because they all, they both had a crappy experience, right? But why, but the younger one, because of his perspective, because of his eyes remaining bright, because he was still looking at the horizon, was able to like harness all that crap experience and make it into something really beneficial at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. So long story bearable. When you, when I work with athletes, it's like, wait, yeah, because it does seem interesting. It's like athlete and then business degree and then psychology degree and you're in action sports. It's like, you know, but all of that had to add up to this right now, right? Like if I, honestly, if I had just excelled at athletics, honestly, big deal. Like, so what? Like, and by the way, I'm not saying that's not valuable, but like, I'm sure I could help other athletes be better athletes, right? But because of those things adding up and because of the successful transitions, you know, we'll call it between like normal life and athlete life and then back, you know, whatever that is, because of that progression, um, anyone who works with me is, is going to recognize that that's part of the work. Right. Like even even going in the Olympics, even though Olympics were essentially postponed, I mean, it's like, all right, I have three people looking at bids and it's like, all right, um, I know it's a great experience to be at the Olympics. I, I know I know, um, you know, to say you're an Olympian is is awesome and it'll be great. And, and the village and the experience and all that stuff is just amazing. I said, but. I mean, let's save that for like 20 years from now because it ain't going to be enough to just be there once you're there. You know what I mean? Like if we're going to go, like let's plan on bringing home some hardware, right? Something that's like hanging from your neck, right? You want to be biting on something on the podium because it's, 
and by the way, I'm not diminishing just being there, but I'm yeah. saying I, I know what that's like. And, but the, and the reason why I bring it up, it's like, well, couldn't we say that about our life? Right. It's not enough to just be there. Is yeah. it? You know what I mean? And so I think a lot of us are walking around just being there and then we wait for the call for that job. Right. Okay. Now I'm alive or we wait for whatever the raise or we wait for the next contract. And we, you know, it's like all this waiting for like these tiny moments. It's like, cool. I want you to have those moments. I do. But I also want you to recognize like there's a whole lot of other stuff that if you get in order, those those moments will probably be easier to come by because you won't be needing them as much, right? You'll you'll be in so much of your own power and so settled with like who the f you are and like and what you're about that like you know winning will just be a byproduct. Yeah, it's, you just have to show up, right? You did all the preparation, and your mm-hmm. life is in when your life is in order. You know, I. I I tell this story often, but I burned my life to the ground while I was prepping for like power, uh, powerlifting mm-hmm. and a bodybuilding meet, right? Yeah. It had nothing to do about that. I was just unhappy with everything else that was going on around me. So that was the focal point. Right. That's all I, that's all I concentrated on. But if I, you know, and yeah, you have to excel, you know, you do have to do your training and your, and your diet and all of that stuff. But yeah but you can be aligned in all areas of your life. It's a doable. Well, you're, you're going to be better. You're going to be better. I got, I got better after I got married. I got better. It was crazy. Right. But, but it happened. So I got better. I mean, you know, so there, there is something to this slow down to go faster. Right. Um, and you know, I want specifically, I remember even a performance plan I was working with. He was already an Olympic menace. He was already a world champion. Uh, we were working together and he was towards the tail end of his career, but that was still nebulous. Like, Oh, could be this year, could be next year. But the one, the one thing keeping him from performing well, which we spotted was the fact that he was unsure about his future. His numbers in the gym were fine. Wasn't like he got any worse at riding his bike. <laughs> right. He had, he clearly had experience. He knew how to win. He'd done it. So it's like, uh, what's your deal? And I was like, ah, you are super fearful for the future. You have nothing in place. Okay. So here's the performance plan. Let's get everything in place. Uh-huh. Right. Let's get everything in place. We do like, like created a little business plan, created a little website, create, you know, started to make some moves to, you know, get his future oriented. Um, and then he went, you know, went and had a great year. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're living by the day, right, or living by the moment, <laughs> it doesn't really happen right. that way, does it? Right? right. If we don't know where we're going in 20 years or have an idea of what we want. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to plan your day, let alone your year. And yeah, it's just, and it's overwhelming, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? So um, you had a, uh, I, I, I heard it on the Cairo Hustle uh, uh, interview you guys, you did with, Jim and Luke, but uh, one of your mantras, and it was really relevant to what we're talking about. And it was, uh, do you remember which ones you used there? Uh, hard to pay now, hurts to pay later. That's the one. Yeah, I love that one. I have that. I have that in a in a suit jacket. 
I had yeah. it embroidered in a suit jacket. And it's, and by the way, I say that, um, I say that having, you know, been the guy who was racing a bike, traveling the world, making money and speakers and rims and cars. And, you know, I did, I made some good decisions. Like I invested in houses. I was able to, but ultimately like, you know, like it's so funny when my wife looks at her retirement account and mine, it's like, I made a lot more than her, like when we, we weren't together then, but when she was essentially 20, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I graduated college and it's like, all right, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to, you know, I had a house and a Range Rover, like that summer after college. Right. So things were good. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I just was like, ah, oh, looking at the retirement, it's count. Like I'm so aggressive. Right. Mm-hmm. It hurts me see what I'm saying? to pay later. I'm literally paying later because she had been like plop, 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 plop. Right. So it yep. was hard for her to pay cause she didn't have as much, but it ain't hurting her now. Right. And so, it, but that's like with anything in life, like the, the, do not get mad because the rich get richer. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat that. Do not get mad because the rich get richer. So that's actually another lesson, which I'll get to later, but that's how it's designed, man. Like you can't, because someone, whether they're lucky or they're good at something or they were smart enough to invest early. Well, that early investment gets you more opportunity and guess what more opportunity gives you? more opportunity and guess what more opportunity gets you more opportunity like you know what i mean it's just you're you end up meeting more people you end up meeting other people who can do more things for you you get noticed you like you know i know i'm kind of getting off of the money thing but it works the same way right so if you can make those early investments into anything right yeah. I separate them in, the, in my magic three is business, life, sport, more, better, happier, right? You can make those, inve- you can invest daily into those three, those things, then it's the interest on those three things are going to compound. Yeah. And when I heard you talking about it on the, on the Cairo hustle, it, uh, what immediately I went to, and it does relate to everything, but immediately how many people do you see with the relationships don't even that doesn't even register, mm-hmm. right? Where you're putting in deposits or not putting in the deposits and all of a sudden you want to take a withdrawal with your wife right. and, and your kids. And well, even worse, you're in debt. Yeah, yeah. You're in debt. Yeah, you're in debt, yeah, with your wife and your kids. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was, mm-hmm. 1,000%. But I was rolling on a train, whether it was right or wrong, I just kept, that's all my belief was, was just, I was rolling on that train. I'm going to make money, get laid, get paid, and it'll all work out in the end. And it didn't quite work out in the end. As much as I love her and, and the kids, I'll I'll always love them. But it's just weird how you, yeah, we get off on a tangent and just roll with it until something massive happens. Right. Right. That's why I love that. I love that mantra. Right. It's just, yeah. Put in the deposits. Right. Right. (laughs) Easier now. (laughs) daily deposits which which brings me to the other lesson which is don't count other people's money Ooh, good yeah yeah what made you come up with that one uh because i see it happening all the time i see it happening all the time um and, and and there's 
and the truth of it is, I mean, at least from a business standpoint, um, or even a sports standpoint, some people who cheat win. <laughs> like just straight up, right? Like some people who cheat win. Some some there there are bad people who are who are jerks who just are like really good at spreadsheets or selling, and so they make a lot of money. But but you know, and, and you know if, maybe if it's peer to peer. Um, you know, maybe someone else did get that contract and you didn't like, I, I would be wondering why I didn't and what I could do better to, to, to get it next time. Maybe it was a relationship thing. Maybe, maybe it was a, I don't know, a feedback thing. Maybe, maybe I didn't do as good on the job as I thought I did. I don't know. But as you start counting other people's money, all you're doing, all you're really doing is looking at what you don't have. And that's going to place you in a, and then at that point you are, you literally are going to be leveraged not leveraged like monetarily, but like leveraged as in from coming from a place of, of, um, of power. Right. And so, and so, and then you're going to be defensive. Right. And so that energy, people pick up on that may not be overtly, but subtly. Right. And then at that point, people start pulling away. Right. Or you start pulling away and then things are a little off. So I strongly suggest people be happy. Anytime someone succeeds in anything, be happy for that person because all that's let you let you know is that it's possible. Yeah, yeah, and I've definitely been yeah on the other end of that that story lots, right? But now being aware of that stuff and what I can do to combat it, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But totally, <laughs> totally. Why did that person get that job? Why didn't I? But you're not actually looking at the facts. Like reality behind the situation. Yeah, he might just know somebody. He might be related. Like, good for him. Yeah. Or I no. might have been or I might have been a fuck up on the last. Or, yeah, you literally might have sucked. You literally just might not be as good as you think, right? Like, how about that? Yeah. No. And, and, I, and, and I say that because like in, in pro sports, it's like, like, trust me, like you you're the you're getting the money and you got the contract, and then the and then the first when when the when the company looks at how much bikes were sold or how they're doing, they're going to go, Oh, you're out. Right. Like, and there's always another guy coming up. We'll do it for less money. So (laughs) I mean, it's real. It's not like, you know, I'm so wise or prophetic. I mean, it comes from. Yeah. But how many people don't want to look at that because of how hard that is of like looking at the facts and like, what, what is the truth behind it? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it's going to feel shitty. And I've been there and dealing with a lot of it right now. It does. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. But once you push through that and look at, you know, you can make the right decision. Okay. I need more training. I need more. Yeah. I need help to be able to, to push forward. Right. Well, how's this for a question? What else better do you have to do? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and there's only two answers. It's, it's either nothing so you may as well do the right thing or at least the constructive thing. And if you do have something better to do, why aren't you doing that? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And we come back, like we come back to a lot of time, like if you're gone for a few weeks or a few months, right. There's only a few hours at night you can do things and you're tired from all day. Right. And that's the story. And, Okay, I can't do anything but drink some beer and mm-hmm. whatever and and do it all again the next day. But what if, right? And what what if we take that time to read some books, learn or some write reading, one. Or write one, correct. 
right? Like, and just learn a new skill. It's just very, yeah, I, I fell into that. Yeah. Well, I go, you know, and I say write a book because that that's how the book was written. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I was doing more clinical, a more traditional clinical office setting. So it was, it wasn't nine to five, but it definitely was, you know, my, my time was here, right. Allocated for, for work. And then I came home and, you know, there's like, all right, food and dinner and sports stuff and practices and then homework stuff and then get them to bed. And so, you know, and then that was it that then that was, I just, that was my time or I'd wake up early, but it's, it's called exercising the third shift, right? So first shift might be your, your job, right? Mm -hmm. um, second shift, we'll just call it like you come home and it's like, all right, family time. And then the third shift is like your time, you know, probably you might want to, sh maybe those are like reverse. Maybe the first one would be family and the second one would be the job. But either way, the third shift is like the time where it's like, it's just you, right? So what are you doing with that that's constructive? Yeah, no, absolutely. And what, well, and tying in, uh, what would be the biggest reasons in your mind why people fail at anything, business, goals? If you had to pick three things, what would it be? Oh, three. Um, number one, they don't get started. They don't even, they just, they fail to launch. Number two is they fear. Um, these are not in any order. And I guess number three would be, um, so they don't get started fear. Um, well, that's interesting because I think, because to me, failure, because I failed plenty of times, <laughs> right? But I'm not a failure. So that, I, so it's kind of a trick question in a way, but I would say number three is um, they, they pull out too soon. Or the, the flip to that is they don't know when to quit. Right. So that's, that's kind of the other thing, right? Cause like failure is also, and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not counting your money, but failure is also like, you got the job, you got the house, you got the car, you got the chick, you got the family, like, and you're still miserable. Yeah. Like, like at some point, you know, or, or get it off money, put it on dieting. Cause that's a, that's a big one. And we all, um, many of us, uh, live with women um, or have <laughs> um, but I it, I used to do these weight loss things because because it, it's all a lot of it's mental and emotional and I said hey there are plenty of fat happy people and I'm not saying that being overweight is healthier I'm just saying there are plenty of fat happy people which means <laughs> that at some point that person who's happy has reconciled with their body image and, and have accepted the responsibilities that come along with being heavier. Maybe your knees are going to hurt. Maybe you might not play with, um, you know, be running a marathon, but if you're cool with that, who am I to say that's, you know, but they're playing it, meaning they knew when to quit. Yep. Right. But if you're like, so, so you can stick it in, you can, you can stay in too long, right? There is also a thing about knowing when to take the money and run. 
you know, I'm never impressed by like, I'm okay. I shouldn't say never. I'm as just as impressed by the person who, who takes everything and dumps it into like their dream. I'm just as impressed by that, by the person who's like, I'm just as unimpressed. I'm impressed by that, but I'm also just as unimpressed by the same thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hear these stories. I think Ed was telling me a story about this guy and he did he had these companies and he sold all these companies and $30 million at one point. And now he's nothing. It's like, really? Like to me that, cause there's some ego, weird ego, like stuff going on there. Like that's like, dude, you win. Yeah. You win. Like you're done. You know, like how about, how about, how about take, 29 million and dump it in the next idea, but just, but just put the 1 million under a rock. Like, come on, you know, like, what is that about? You know? So, so that's, it, it, there's a special talent in knowing when to take the money and run. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then I guess, yeah. And then on the flip side, what is the three, the three biggest attributes, I guess, of winners that you find? Um, belief. And I'm going to break that down. Belief in, and it's an and or, in themselves or what's possible, right? Because you, you literally may not believe you could be a world champion, but you recognize on a deep level that it's possible. I'll take that, right? Like it's possible. Good, right? So, so belief. Um, number two is... I'll say courage. I'll say courage. And I'm talking like winners. Like at some point, at some point it's, I've dealt with a lot of athletes who, I should say courage. It's like strength, courage, strength. It's like a strength, courage blend. I don't know if there's a word for that. Um, Strength. I'll use strength. And here's why, because because at some point as you, as you matriculate, as you move up, you're going to realize that people you like, know, and love are not running at the same speed as you. And that's a hard one to accept. Right. Like, and, and, and so like to be like heading to the Olympics, right. And literally like carry guilt because your cousin or brother or best friend just lost a job and is like barely getting by, you know, that, that those, those are, those are hard to, to reconcile. So, but it takes a certain amount of strength to like put that in a place yeah. <laughs> to, to go do your thing. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and by the way, especially and in business, I see it a lot too, because you know, a lot of times entrepreneurs start out, you know, maybe two buddies or, or just a group, an entrepreneurial group, um, you know, your mastermind. And then one person just starts, you know, and then everyone else is like, eh, right. And it's like, you know, it's, it, it's why, it's why the NFL player gets caught in a gut with a gun in his car. Right. It's like, dude, what are you keeping it real? Like, no, that's not your reality anymore. You know? Yeah. So that's number two S- strength, um, believe strength. And then I think the third one, um, I think it's honoring, honoring your, 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 your talents, 
and skills. And I say, I say, I don't say skills, not like, like if throwing your balls a thing or, or, you know, it's really like honoring your, your, um, yeah, your talents, like, like what, like, like the, like all of it that got you to that point and nurturing it. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. And if you're humbled by that, it would help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> move forward. Right. And yeah. not have the big ego, <laughs> the big ego that gets yeah. a lot of it. Right. No, yeah. no, those are great. No, I love it. Love it. And what, um, I guess writing the book, what was your biggest revelation writing the book? Um, wow. So my biggest revelation, it's funny because I, when I released it, it did okay. And then I rebranded it and updated it a bit. Cause there was a few things that were, I wanted to address like, just structurally a bit in the footnotes and and how it looked as a product. And so when I go back through it, because it seemed to have had a resurgence like this December when I re-released it, um, I think the revelation was that um, (laughs) it's, it's simple and not easy. And I think, and I think that's what, you know, that's what, that would probably be also the hardest part of my, my job, or at least, you know, what people don't realize, like, so as a coach, especially, you know, mental coach, like it's, it's very, no one needs it really. I mean, people do need it, but they don't think they need it. But, but because when I say something, it's like, oh, oh yeah, I get that. Like, it's so, so simple, but it's like, I know you, you, you you might intellectually understand it, but motherfucker, you don't get it because you ain't doing it, right? So so there's a, there's the disconnect, but it's but that's also that's kind of like my my like the pain point for me is like that as simple as it is, why aren't more people doing it, right? Um, so which bums me out because then people don't seek out the help that I don't even say the help that they need, but the help that would help them. Keep, really get the stuff, all the stuff that they complain about not having, yeah. whether it's actual stuff or, you know, other like relationship stuff or happiness stuff or whatever. That's mm-hmm. the irony. Oh, and, and I see it a lot um, in the people that I'm working with now and, and with, um, yeah, just everyone in the, in the movement, right. Of, Man, we also we always had coaches when we were young, right? Like learning how to hit T ball, right? Where someone was there to to help us learn how to hit that ball. Someone was, you know, catch a fly ball, like turn a double play, whatever it was. Someone was there to help guide us. And then we get to be an adult and like boom, we're kicked out into the world and okay, figure it out. Right. Man, not not a lot of people have it all figured out and <laughs> and I never even knew that it was a thing like coaching, like, right. like, like, like as an adult, like someone else telling you or recommending things to do. What? Right. You kidding me? So yeah, but athletes get it all the time. You, you help them out. Right. And yeah, in your home life, everything could be falling around around you and you don't want to reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I need, I need a hand. This is not working. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if 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 you do need help and don't get it, you're just you're just kind of dumb. 
Yeah. Let me say that if you know you need help and you yeah. don't get it, and you, it's like, like, dude, get over yourself. Yeah. Unless you're married to your problems, right? Unless your problems give you so much significance, right? Because you did everything. Oh, I did everything. Nothing works for me. Oh, damn, dude, you're super special. Good for you know. Wow. Yeah. Nothing works for you. I, I believe you might have tried some things. I believe you might have tried a, a lot, but man, nothing works for you. Wow, dude, you are so special. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. That one, it's like, mm, no, world doesn't need any more martyrs, bro. Yeah. Like we already have ISIS. There was a guy named Jesus. He did that, you know, like those, that's between those two groups, like we're covered. Like, how about you just, you know, but, but what I've noticed is people, people are married to their problems. People, people, and it's um, because they, they are a source of significance, right? That complaining, that co-miserating uh-huh. of people, like that's, that is such, unfortunately, like just such, um, it's such a hit to the brain chemically when you're actually doing that. It's a hit, but it's also like, right? It's like getting drunk. It's like, oh yeah, man, like I'm having a ball, but then you pay for it the next day. Well, same, same as with complaining, right? Like you're turning on this wiring in your brain that feels super good and it's super charged and it's super animated when you're complaining and you're like fighting and you're, and you're all in your like, you know, animated uh, struggle. Um, conflict is probably a better word, but you're also rewiring everything to to seek it out you're always you're also rewiring everything to find you know the problem with something to find what's wrong with something to find why things aren't working out for you and so you wake up the next morning and yeah monday sucks and you can't wait for friday so you spend monday through friday waiting for two days where you poison yourself Sweet. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, uh, yeah, sorry. That's not me. Like I totally, like, I, I, I want to be the guy in the neighborhood that like other guys are jealous about. I want to be in the guy in the neighborhood that other wives are like, damn, that's your husband. Like, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I want the kids to come over to my house so I can work on their bikes. <laughs> I want them to get the hell out, but I also want to, you know what I mean? But, but that's, that's, that's my jam. Right. Like I want, I, I I'm okay being up front, you know, and, and, but that's my being up front, right? So if someone else, um, if someone else is happy, which I doubt it, but if someone else is really happy, like with the, you know, waiting for Friday every, you know, waiting for that next year. And I was like, I was, my dad was a contractor. So I would see it. And he was a contractor in Vegas and I would see people like get their check, Cash it at a casino because a casino cash a check, and then Monday morning show up to work broke. And 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 I would and now you know as an adult now I would say broken. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and then like you know it, the pay period every two weeks, and, and but like asking for an advance, and it's like, and, and even as a, even as a laborer, you you make actually pretty decent amount of money as a laborer on a construction site. That's an unskilled label, right? So, so, you know, so, you know, we just wonder, we, we know, but we also wonder what, what are they doing with their money? Right. They're they're killing themselves. Right. They're like sedating themselves would be your word, men of iron word, but they're killing themselves. And it's so sad. It's so sad. 
you know. So, yeah, and to, to close it out, I guess, would, uh, what would your biggest recommendation be for combating, combating that, that pattern, right? So, so being where you're at right now, working the job that you have, whether you're on fire or not at it, but what would your biggest recommendation to move forward in, and, um, yeah, in all areas of your life? Like what would, what would the biggest, so, so ask someone who's close. I have a few. So ask someone who's close to you. And I mean, not, not just like your bro, but if it's your bro, cool. But as long as it's somebody who will give it to you straight, um, and I don't even care if it's a hater, doesn't even have to be a friend, but someone who knows, like who sees you every day or knows, you. what do you see in me that I do not like, that I do, don't see and just shut up. It might be great, right? And if it's, they're really these great things, cool, right? And if they're not so great, that might give you some guidance too, right? Um, and then the other thing is, I just had it, but I jinxed myself by saying, oh, I got two things. Um, so what do you see in me that, that I don't see? And the, oh, I just remember. And then the other thing is, who did you need? Write it down. What advice did you need when you were 18, 25, 35? Who, who, what advice did you need? What kind of person did you need to show up for you then? And I will challenge you, I dare you to be that person you needed at 18. 25 35 <laughs> that's awesome because <laughs> it does change right and it's yeah that is crazy yeah the guy that i needed when everything fell around me yeah that's who i want to be right yeah. well but i well i can tell you now if you can show up at least for the 18 year old your kids are going to love that yeah. yeah right yeah i love it <laughs> no, well, they might, well they might not love it yeah, <laughs> but it'll be appreciated in the long run. In the long run, no, right? No, it's great advice. And the book, yeah, recommend everyone to pick up the book. It's all BS. We are all wrong, and you are all right. And uh, where can everyone find you, Doctor Jason? Yeah. So, where where does your crew live? Where do they play? Uh, a little bit of Instagram. Facebook? A little bit okay. of Facebook. Yeah. Okay. So Facebook is Jason Richardson. Um, I don't think I'm close to my friends limit, but let's see if we can hit that. I do have a Dr. Jason Richardson page, but Facebook is easy. Um, and Instagram is at real Dr. J rich. That's at real D R J R I C H. Oh, sweet. And is there anything that you'd like to touch on that we didn't, maybe didn't talk about before we head out? Uh, no, the only thing is I am actively looking for, for a few coaching clients, my, my plan was to, before the summer's out, um, sign four coaching clients. Um, uh, cause apparently the Olympic year has been extended. So, so there's, <laughs> I, I leave that space. Um, that space is occupied, but, but yeah, four coaching clients. And, and if they're really looking to be all the stuff they say they want to be, um, yeah, give me a call and see if they can, apply through the process and they qualify sweet oh it's yeah. amazing and i appreciate you being on the show and uh yeah we'll uh we'll see you in the inner circle for sure yeah for sure thanks man i oh, appreciate you all right
Thank you for listening to today's Tale from the Trench. Be sure to subscribe to The Awakened Tradesman on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Instagram and message us for a customized coaching strategy call to successfully live your oil-filled lifestyle. You can earn a fulfilled life. Check back next week to continue listening.